What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What's Goody podcast. I have my good friend, Aaron Knight, on today's episode, and I'm super excited. How are you doing today? Super good. It's uh, it's evening over here where I am. I'm in Sweden today, and yeah. kind of cold, but it's a good day. Yeah, so, okay, obviously never been to Sweden. Tell me a little bit about Sweden. So Sweden's amazing, actually. There's a lot of magic here. And uh, I think any Swede would say the weather is not the magic that you get here. It's cold, it's rainy, but it's wonderful being here. Uh, the people are just really thoughtful and kind and collaborative and um, deep thinkers. A lot of discoveries actually come out of Sweden. Spotify was one of them. There's plenty of innovation here and creativity. And I think it comes from the culture that they built, which is founded on health, wellness, and social connection. So I love it here. Love it. Definitely. uh, It's on my list of countries to go visit one day. So yeah, that's awesome. So Aaron, you know, you and I have been good friends for a couple of years now. I think, what did I say? When's the first time you and I met? Was it KetoCon? Was it Metabolic Health Summit? I think it was Metabolic Health Summit. Okay, Metabolic Health Summit. Two years ago? Yeah, yeah. I think it was two could be three i don't know time just goes by so fast now it's, it's insane um yeah so tell me a little bit about your story like I, again that was my first time meeting you you were at like one of the coolest health conferences uh in the united states i think in my opinion um what got you into this and like yeah tell me a little bit about your story yeah so I, it's kind of a roundabout way of getting into blood sugar um i actually you know all my life growing up, I was in gymnastics, I was in swim, then I became a coach for gymnastics, I taught advanced swimming, I taught dance. And then I got I what I call a big girl job and <laughs> stopped teaching and coaching and I moved into an office and I was sitting for hours every day and I was kind of losing my mind. I would be like doing jumping jacks in the bathroom to try and get my blood flowing and after a couple years of that, I realized like okay, I need to find a role that kind of meshes my passion for health with uh, you know what my skills are. So I found uh, NutriSense, which is a CGM company. And from there, started working in blood sugar and wore a CGM for the first time and found that, oh, wow, my blood sugar, when it spikes, I feel anxious. When it's low, I start shaking and I feel anxious. And I am, I guess, what would be qualified as like a reactive hypoglycemic. So mm-hmm. you know, m- a lot of people eat a meal, it kind of gradually goes up and gradually goes down. Mine would spike right up and crash below baseline into like the 50s. Wow. Um, the result of that was feeling super anxious. And I actually was on anxiety medication because I, I thought I just had anxiety uh, and ADHD. Come to realize, well, I thought if I stabilize my blood sugar, can I get off meds and stabilize my mood? And yeah, I did. Uh, that took probably about half a year of testing different foods and really discovering which foods spiked me and which foods were actually pretty neutral for my blood sugar. And then kind of going from there, got off the medication and found like, wow, like this is nuts. Like how, how are we not talking about this more, about the connection between blood sugar and mood? So from there, I started working at a clinical trial software company, um, helping to digitize uh, trials during COVID. And then I had worked on a podcast partnership between LAT from HVMN and Good Idea, which is, um, you know, I'll talk about that a little more later. Uh, a series on blood sugar and ketones. Uh, and then, you know, from there, they eventually asked if I would join their team. And that's what I'm doing now. So that's awesome. I want to go back and I want to talk about hypoglycemia, right? And I don't think a lot of people know what that is and the effects. I think, like you said, people just think the effects are normal. Um, the anxiousness, the anxiety, you know, for me, it hits me differently. Like um, I get very shaky. And yeah. I, my body goes in a full like sweat. My my back is drenched. I'm like just sweating from head to toe, and it's just a really horrible feeling, right? But I don't think people are they don't really know that it's associated with the foods they're eating. They're just like, oh, this is what happens to me. This is, you know, this is a typical ten o'clock morning. Now I got to run to the break room and see if there's any donuts, any cookies, anything I can eat to make me feel better. And they do this every single day you know three or four times a day and they you know, they don't understand and so i think that's super cool 
what you and I are doing is it's, you know, educating the population, you know, especially for me. So I'm, you know, I'm Mexican American. Every single one of my family members has some type of metabolic uh, disease, right? Whether it's lupus, it's um, PCOS, it's uh, diabetes, um, inflammation, all kinds of uh, symptoms that you get from insulin resistance. And it's not that they don't want to get healthy. It's just that no one's ever really taught them and spoke and really like spoken to them, right? It's, it's you go to the doctor, it's one, you go to the doctor, it's almost like a NASCAR, like pit stop, like in and out. And that's it. Like, here's some pills out of here. They don't ever really talk about what we, what you and I always talk about, the root cause of things, right? How do you fix the root cause instead of just giving a Band-Aid, giving a pill, giving a medication, never treating, you know, what the root cause is, nutrition, sleep, stress, uh, what right. we're doing to our blood sugar. And so it's, it's one of those things like, man, I just, I know sometimes when people go to my YouTube or they go to my Instagram, it's like, I sound like a broken record because I'm always talking about it. But I think it's so important, especially, you know, hearing from your story, like you were taking medication for what you thought was something that needed medication. And then you found the root cause, which is stabilizing blood sugar. And people don't realize that. And even if they do know that, okay, I heard that balancing my blood sugar is something that could definitely help, but they don't know how to do that. They don't know the impacts of food. And so having a blood glucose monitor, having a continuous glucose monitor is so beneficial. And I know for me, and I don't know if you ever got this or not, but when I started, you know, making videos about blood sugar and how foods are impacting my body, people would be like, oh, you're not even a type 2 diabetic. What are you doing? You're not a diabetic. Why are you doing that? And I'm like, dude, do you track your sleep? Do you track your steps? Do you track your macros? Do you track anything in life? Just because you track doesn't mean that you have to be like an expert or be diagnosed with something. I think the more information you have on your body is the best thing you can have to make educational decisions, make adjustments, because I hear it all the time, me being in like bodybuilding coaching space is like, I get DMs all the time. Like, Logan, I hit a plateau. I can't get, you know, I can't get over this certain weight or I can't um, get past this certain number. And it's like, okay, well, are you tracking this? Are you tracking that? And then they're like, well, no. And I'm like, well, come on, man. You got to have information. The more information you have, the better adjustments you can make. So I think that's so important. Absolutely. I mean, this is the first time ever that we can base our health on data and we can do it at home. Like we are at a whole new precipice of health where you can track your sleep with an aura ring. You can track your, track, track your blood sugar with a bio coach meter. You can, you can track lots of things and, and see and watch the results. DEXA scans, there's so many things you can be looking at. And all of these help us get a full picture of what's actually going on and digging a little deeper than what a doctor will do in that 15 minute window of time that they're allocated to give you. And I agree with you. I think uh, it was a game changer for me to first see that, oh, when my having heart palpitations, my blood sugar is, is high. When I am shaky and anxious and nervous, my blood sugar is low. And it happened every single time. And I started to have that like data connection with how I was feeling and seeing that, you can't unsee that, you know, once you start tracking your blood sugar, you can't unsee how you feel in correlation to the numbers, right? So from there, it was like, okay, how do I fix this? And then why is it that my blood sugar is so tied to these feelings with my body? And that's when I realized, oh, blood sugar is crucial for every single cell in your body. That is how your entire body and brain are energized. So what does blood sugar impact? It, it impacts everything. Like if you have too high of blood sugar over time, we already know there's these diseases you can get. And I don't need to doom people by talking about that. Yeah. Um, but, but also the side effects of having a lot of blood sugar in my system. I was noticing I had inflammation. I was having joint pain. I was having bloating. I had acne that I thought was hormonal and I couldn't get rid of. I was having acne, which not an attractive thing to have, but also I couldn't figure it out. Topical creams weren't working. I might work for a while and then go away. Then they wanted to give me medication for acne. I was like, you know, actually, once I reduced the inflammation in my body, balanced my blood sugar, my acne went away and I don't have to use all these topical creams and things, maybe a light moisturizer and that's it really. So seeing uh, is believing when it comes to your data and understanding and like, like letting that light bulb go off but then also changing the game for your entire health and seeing how your skin, which is an organ and all the other organs in your body rely on balanced blood sugar. 
really changed my like outlook on optimizing my health. Uh, and it changed for my kids too, because once I saw that with me, I was like, okay, when I notice the kids have a donut on a Saturday morning, I also notice within two hours, they're fighting each other. <laughs> so I wonder if we tweak this, will my children behave better? If I feel better, wouldn't they also feel better? I mean, they have less emotional regulation. They're children, you know, more egocentric, right? Yeah. So way more prone to fighting. So once I changed our diet at home, I also noticed, wow, my kids actually get along better. I've had compliments. People like, do you have a book or something? I'm like, actually, it's it's their diet. <laughs> it's their diet because food is medicine. It's our first line of medicine is what we put into our body is what gives our body what it needs to optimize and, and operate in the best way possible or not the best way possible, right? We all know that, but not everybody wants to eat salads and I'm not recommending that they do, but there's ways of balancing your blood sugar as a lot of your followers see on your Instagram without having to eat salads and run and do all of these painful things. And you can test it and see what works for you and still keep the things that you love in your life while also balancing your blood sugar and maintaining that optimal range of blood sugar for health. And I think that's that's really interesting and interesting and fascinating that we get to see inside of our body instead of be prescribed a diet from some other person, right? We have that capability now that we have testing. So Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. And I you know, like you said, you don't have to eat salads, you don't have to eat boring food. And also there's so many hacks now that you can do if you are gonna have a, you know, let's say a, a high carb meal. Um, you know, going for a 15 minute walk immediately after, or like for me personally, I always structure my carbs before and after my workout, before my workout, because I know I'm about to go have some intense bodybuilding training session and I'm going to burn up through that glycogen, which is again, for people listening, which is carbs, glucose. Uh, I'm going to burn through that. And after I'm going to use it for recovery so it can get pushed into the muscles where it needs to go. Right. And so there's just so many hacks that you can do. One hack, real good idea. Uh, you know, a good idea is is what is a is another hack. So, you know, tell me a little bit about that and how you got in working with them, and you know, it kind of fits perfectly to what you and I do, right? Absolutely. I mean, I got in with them. It was kind of a roundabout way, like I said. It was through podcast pairing, and I just love great content, which is why I like to follow your stuff, but also. I like pairing people that have like synergy. So I thought yes. HBMN, ketones, and then talking about ketones as fuel versus glucose as fuel and tools available between exogenous ketones and a drink like Good Idea would make for interesting content. So I paired them up to do a blood sugar series, um, an education series. And that's kind of how I met them. But I stayed in touch and later was getting advice for a different brand and was chatting with the founder, uh, Bjorn, here. And if I get advice, I give advice. So I said, you know, Bjorn, here's some concepts of things that you could do um, with with this brand. And he said, what do you do again? <laughs> uh, we would like you to come work for us. And that's really how it happened. There was no resume involved or anything like that. Um, so it was, again, a roundabout way. But my background is, you know, in uh, science and in blood sugar. So it made for a natural um, transition over. And yeah, Good Idea is actually a, uh, the parent company of Good Idea is a venture. And what's really cool about Aventure is it's, like I said before, it's a Swedish company. Um, and they're a food science and biotech lab here in Sweden. And they're not just researching uh, things for, you know, the sparkling water, good idea. They are constantly researching all sorts of different things, including foods that help with metabolic health, foods that help with glycemic response, foods that we can enjoy while also optimizing for our health that are convenient and delicious. And so... It's kind of like I, I see coming here as like going to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, except for everything that you try being bad for you. Everything that you try is good for you. And why not use food to benefit our bodies instead of, you know, I mean, we've got soda, which we know is bad for us. And there's certain drinks that are lower sugar. They're like, it's not as bad for us. And then there's sparkling water that does neutral for us. But yep. there's, you know, why don't we make food functional so it actually adds to our health instead of taking away or doing nothing for our health? So uh, it's cool to be here and to see all the projects that they're working on because it's it's really exciting um, and to get to try them and to talk with there's over 10 PhDs here working uh, and it's it's really a cool thing to see. So that's how I got into Good Idea. Um, and as you can see, they have a little bit of different flavors and packaging here than they do in the U.S. 
Yeah, no, that's super cool. I, I I love the packaging. I love everything. Again, you and I have talked about them a couple of times, and every every time you talk to them, like you just like <clears throat> you just glow because they are doing some really cool things over there. And and again, they seems like they got a really big team. And the number one thing that really stands out for me is they sound and by their action is they're passionate, right? They're passionate about what they're doing, and that shows. And so I think it's super cool that, you know, they're coming out with different things to help balance blood sugar and simple things, right? Like just drinking a can of good idea before or after or during, you know, your meal is really, there you go. Look, yeah, yours looks so much different, but yeah, I got the <laughs> US version. Look at that. It's so cool. Yeah. I love those. Um, it's, it's just something like, you know, it's, it's such an easy step for anybody to take. And I always go back to my mom, right? My mom's not on social media. My mom doesn't really know much about nutrition. You know, she's just, she just knows that how to take care of her family, how to take care of all her, you know, younger brothers and sisters, and just a really loving, caring person, but doesn't know much about nutrition. But I know she needs to balance her blood sugar. So mm -hmm. I can give her a case of these and be like, Mom, here, I, I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't be eating these things, but no matter what I, what I do, you're going to make your own decisions. But here's something I know that can help you, right? Here's this, here's this, uh, you know, this pack of uh, good ideas. Just have them before your meal or have them during your meal. And I know it's going to help her. So that means a lot to me because making things simple, especially for my culture, is one of the first steps that people can take to, you know, repairing their health, right? Because it's very hard to tell someone like my mom or my uncles is like, hey, you need to eliminate all these foods and just immediately, like first step, take away all these things. It's already like a negative step and they're not going to, they're not going to like it and they're probably not going to continue doing it. But if I can be like, Hey, here, have this, have this can, have this drink, do this one simple thing. It's very easy steps to get them to, you know, taking care, taking control of their health. And maybe that leads to another step yep. and another step, right? It's all about gradually, um, taking take, taking control of your health. So, uh, that's absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's cool too, because while we know, like, and I'll just talk about how it works, right? So you drink a third of this before your meal and I'll show the can. Cause in the U S it's going to be a can you drink a third before your meal, finish it with your meal. And it reduces blood sugar response to the meal by an average of 25%. Now for some people it's more, um, I've seen that a lot, especially with people who are metabolically flexible some of them 60%, which is crazy. Um, but, but essentially, chromium, picolinate, and amino acids are what's in this drink. Mm -hmm. And those were, again, seen that synergistically combined, they help with keeping insulin levels within a healthy range and reducing the blood sugar response to meals. But chromium is also known to potentially help with cravings. Um, and you and I were talking earlier about when your blood sugar dips, you start craving. It triggers the hormone ghrelin, which makes you want to forage for carbohydrates. So if you find you have lunch and then by two o'clock PM, you're looking for chocolates, you're probably having a blood sugar crash and you're probably now craving those, those carbohydrates because your body thinks it's starving because your blood sugar went down too quickly because it rose too quickly, right? Yeah. And with chromium in these drinks, it could also potentially help people to crave less food, to eat less food. Um, and also maybe perhaps, uh, you know, eating less food will, will lead to even more health changes. And you already mentioned, you know, walking after meals is a simple thing anyone can do. Yeah. And that's been shown to really help with blood sugar. Also eating in a certain order, eating your protein first. That's a super simple step you can do is deconstruct your sandwich, deconstruct your burger, have the meat first, have the, the vegetables, and then have the carbohydrate last. That's also shown to reduce blood sugar response. Now that paired with a couple of these other tips and boom, you are starting to make lifestyle changes without a big, huge, drastic diet shift and big exercise routine to totally be a hard stressor on the body. And like you said, it's a slipstream. You take a little step for your health, then you take a little more and you take a little more. And then what happens is you feel good. You don't want to go back and you're still enjoying your life because you haven't cold turkey cut off all the things that you love. That is a very hard thing to do. And honestly, I don't think that's great for your mental health either. If you're giving up all the things at once and hoping you can, you know, climb a mountain in one giant jump, you're yeah. probably not going to climb that mountain very easily. It's easier if you take little baby steps up and enjoy your time in the process. So, yeah, 100%. Um, I want to go back and, you know, 
talk about what you brought up earlier, which I think is a very important uh, topic, and it's about what we feed our kids, right? You notice that when you gave your kids a donut on Saturday, it's like two hours later, they're just like acting out or they're not acting the same way that they typically would if you if they weren't having that high sugary donut. But, you know, what? and this is something you and I have talked about many times, you know, I have asked you a lot about parenting advice and, and one thing that I know personally for me where I lack and I'm trying to get better is the structure. I don't have, I don't have a good foundation of structure for my kids, um, mm-hmm. and I know that's really important. So, tell me a little bit, like you know, how you go about your structure, and 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 you know, what would you say for parents of like, Aaron, I, my kids won't eat that. They just like goldfish. They just like Doritos. They just like animal crackers. How do I get them to eat that meat or that chicken or those vegetables? What advice would you give to parents? So I love this topic because I studied psychology and and child development. And one of the things that you learn about is called the just right phase of eating. And it's Mm -hmm. usually from about two years old to about six years old. And that's one of the hardest times to get your kids to eat what you would like them to eat, which you know is good for their bodies. And I'm pretty sure both your girls are right in that range right now. Is that right? So, I mean, I, I, I commend you for the effort because it isn't easy. But I do feel what's helped my family is creating uh, food freedom in the fridge, but structuring my refrigerator for health. So once we made this shift over, I thought the same thing. Our kids were eating, you know, a lot more like mac and cheese, a lot more mm-hmm. chips. We started to make swaps. Um, and the first step was having a little bit less of that stuff, but also letting them have it if they like it uh, and not cutting out things entirely but balancing it in the way that they build their plate, build their lunchbox, and letting them do it their way. So I took everything out of my fridge and I got these plastic drawers on Amazon. And they're like long, clear plastic drawers. And there's about four of them wide at the, the where the open shelves would be full of just different things on my fridge. And I filled each one of those with fruits and vegetables that I know the kids will eat when they do eat. And then we made several different dips because, you know, Uh, maybe a carrot with some sort of dip is a lot more pleasant than a carrot just on its own. Um, So that was the first step is the bottom row. The kids can have as much as they want out of those drawers. The next row up were the dairy things like yogurts because kids love sweetened yogurt. I'm sure a lot of parents experience that as like my kid just wants to eat yogurt and nuggets all day long. It's like, okay. So the next shelf up is yogurts and string cheese and things that it's like you can have these, but uh, you know, one or two a day. And then on the other side were the proteins and prepping out proteins in advance helped a ton. And if your kids are chicken nugget kids, that's okay. There's plenty of like, like if you go to Costco, there's a brand called Real Good that is breaded uh, chicken, but it's like really natural and lower carb. Not that carbs are something we should be afraid of, but you know, if you're wanting less processed meat, it's like real chicken breast. Um, And those can just get thrown in the air fryer. It's very easy to do. Uh, and they're pre-cooked. It's just more about heating them up at that point and prepping those out and having those in the fridge for the kids to grab. So we have lunch meat, we've got chicken nuggets, right, from Costco, and then we've got, you know, some other type of meat. They can have as much of that as they want. They can have as much as the bottom row as they want, and then, you know, one or two of these a day, and it filled the entire fridge. Then the top is, like, for milks and other, you know, beverages. There's not really options in the fridge because it's all taken up by this space, and they have the freedom to pick for themselves what they want. And they've liked that freedom to be able to pack their own lunch. And they can grab a, you know, some snack out of the pantry too to add to their lunchbox. So they're not losing out on all the things that they love, but they get the freedom to do things their own way. And that makes them feel more empowered. So I would say that helps a lot. Uh, and it does take more time on your weekend to prep up for the week yeah. that way. And you kind of need to do a restock by Wednesday or Thursday, but it's it's a lot lighter at that point. It's just the produce um, and recooking some meats. Uh, and that's really what's helped us a ton uh, is, is those two things. That's good. Uh, yeah, it, I think that's probably where my biggest problem is, is I, I just got to be straight with myself. It's the laziness, not taking that time on the weekend of, structuring out those meals and you know my my girls started school this year and it's it's hard for them when they're at lunch eating their lunch box but they're seeing their friends have 
you know, the gummy snacks and the Lunchables and the <clears throat> Oreo cookies. And it's just junk. And they want that right there, like trading foods and stuff like that. And it's hard for, for to tell my kids, like, hey, I don't want to say you can't have that. But then I'm very big on like, hey, if you're going to have that, we're going to go outside and run. Or we're going to go outside yeah. and play. You're not just going to sit here um, watching TV or on your iPad or, you know, we're, we're going to get outside and move. And so I try to, you know, relay that message, especially on my Instagram, you know, I'm trying to take over this role of, you know, kind of shifting to like, Hey, I'm a father. I have a very, very busy life. I travel a lot. I have a big family. I have two girls that I just want to get them active. I want them to eat healthy, but without being, you know, kind of crazy about it. Right. I want to do it in a more practical way. Uh, especially with having girls, I know as they get older, they're probably going to start being more, how do I say, um, self-conscious on how they look, you know, and, and, and let's be real, like, kids are mean <laughs> and, and maybe they don't try to be, but they just are, they very much say what they think, right? They don't have a filter and, and, and at times they can be very mean. So, and I've heard it a couple of times I've gone to, you know, talking to my girls, like, how was your day? Da, 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 asking them and like, oh, well, so-and-so said someone was fat or someone said, uh, someone stinks. And I'm like, oh man, like I don't want them to be saying those things about my daughters and I don't want them to get in their heads like, hey, you got to eat this to look good. I don't want that. It's more of like, hey, eat this so you can be taller, so you can do good in school, so you can be faster. Try to like put it in that, that those terms, right? Because I don't want them to get self-conscious. And it's like having girls really changed my mindset as, as a person, right? Like I've always I grew up the guy mentality, like, oh, you'll be fine. Rub some dirt in it. Like, you don't got to worry about that. Like, oh, don't talk about your feelings. Just get up and keep moving forward. But now that, you know, I have, I have girls now, it's like, oh, you can't do that. You got to be very patient. You got to be very calm and loving. You can't really do that. You can't neglect, like, I, I don't know, if I were to have a boy and he got hurt, I'm like, come on, man, get up, wipe it off. You're going to be fine. You can't do that with your girl. You got to pick her up show that love show that compassion and 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 go about it a totally different way but that's something that i'm trying to obviously get better at and show other parents that hey you can do it you can show your kid number one is the most important thing because they're always watching right so if you want your kids to do something you got to be doing it it's like parents if you want to get healthy you want your kids to get healthy you got to go exercise they got to see you do it right especially at that young age because Kids want to emulate you, right? They want to do what you're doing. They want to, you know, I'm anytime I'm working out, my girls are on the floor trying to do push-ups. Now, are they doing it the right way? No, but it's cute, right? It's they're, you know, they're they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but they're just like, hey, dad's exercising, so I want to do that with them. And so anytime any opportunity I have to take the girls with me, I, I I'll take them with me, right? If I go to the gym in our, our neighborhood, I want them to you know, just get used to the gym. I don't want them to get intimidated. And I want to show them the importance of one, eating, eating clean, eating good and exercising. So some that's very important to me. And I know you and I've had many, many conversations about parenting and asked you a lot of advice on, on how to get more structure. So definitely appreciate that and sharing that. Uh, with yeah. you. But um, I know that you, you went on a, you know, in, in a couple months ago, you were getting back into the gym, working out, exercising. Tell me a little bit about that journey. And, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, moms and, and, and women who follow this, this podcast and my channel. What advice would you give for, for women wanting to get into the gym, wanting to exercise and the benefits of it? Absolutely. I, I, over time, have, like, evolved. And I think my thinking on it has also evolved. And I think you also seen me start bringing my kids on mud runs and engaging them that way too, which has been a great step for them. Um, for me, I used to just lift weights. That was, that was it, you know, after gymnastics and all that, you know, phased out, it was like, all right, I'm just going to go into the gym. I'm gonna do free weights. Um, I actually found shifting over to running for me used to think like it was a huge intimidating thing, mostly because I had really bad asthma growing up. Um, but I found that I've healed myself in other ways. Uh, and I can actually run outside without having my asthma symptoms. 
So I started running just to see if I could do a mile, which was something I struggled to as a kid because my asthma was so bad. And I could do it. I did a mile. It wasn't fast, but I did it. And I felt really good afterwards. Like the next day, the next two days, I felt good. So I started running more and I actually had downloaded this app that has these storylines that go along with your run. You tell it how far you're going to run and it's like you could pick from different things like zombie apocalypse to like superheroes or whatever you might be into. And it has a storyline and you've got pickup points. And so it's something engaging while you're running. <laughs> that is so I really cool. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's called zombie run or something like that. But it's uh, it was it was a pretty good tool at first to do more running. Um, I did actually hit a threshold where I was running too much and I started to like feel really depleted. And then I found, okay, here's the right mix for me. I do strength training on one day. I do running for two days. Between those days, I do yoga or I do breath work or I walk. And that feels really good to my body and actually helped. I think under oh, under exercising was obviously hard. Mm -hmm. Over exercising is also hard. Finding the right balance of what works for you personally, and that's so individual, um, was really what I started playing with and found this works really well for me. So I walk a lot now, especially with uh, traveling for work and stuff. Walking and running are easy because I don't need a gym and consistent equipment to do those yeah. things. So or a like yoga center. Um, so those are those are what I've really leaned into, uh, and also incorporating the kids into that has been really fun too. That's good. Yeah. I, I know, you know, for, for women, it could be intimidating going into the gym, right? Going into where you see majority, it looks, you know, it is a, a, a guy atmosphere, at, 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 depending mm -hmm. on where, where you're at. But um, I tell women, you got to get in there. You got to lift weights. And the number one thing I always hear is they always say, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. And I'm like, okay, if you're listening or watching this podcast, I, I promise you, I have been training for 10 plus years trying to get big and bulky and i have yet to accomplish that so i promise you you'll you're gonna be fine you're gonna look great and you're going to build muscle you're going to speed up your metabolism because having muscle will help you burn more body fat because you can speed up your metabolism and number one eat more food you get to eat more food because you have more muscle and what you and i always you know preach about is blood sugar it's going to help balance your blood sugar because muscles almost become like a sponge to these to the to the carbs right the more muscle you have the more uh the the, the more muscle you have the more that the glucose can you know get shoved into it and especially so if you're going to be walking or doing some type of exercise when you're after your meal it's going to go right to the muscles so um yep. it's just so many benefits of you know resistance training working out building muscle and it it's only gets more and more important as you get older, right? Because it gets harder and harder to maintain that muscle. So absolutely. One one kind of final thing I want. Oh, no, I'm sorry, did. Oh, I was just gonna say uh, you brought up a good point, which is like all the benefits of exercising that you don't realize until you get to that point yes. of seeing like, wow. First off, I feel light on my feet. Second off, my mood is really good. Third off. It only took me 10 minutes to run that mile, which was a huge yeah. milestone in my head of like, oh, running a mile, that sounds miserable. Like it's literally only 10 minutes and I get, I can burn as much calories in that time as would take me like 45 minutes in the gym. It's super efficient for me with the kids. Now, when the kids are at sports like soccer or, you know, I can do lunges, I could do wall sits, um, I could stretch, I could walk around the park, I could, I could even run there. And I have done that when the kids are doing soccer, I go and run around. And then, you know, use my tracking to see how far I've gone. And then that's my workout. And with being a parent is hard for a few reasons we already know, but also fitting in time for yourself is one of those big things. And it seems intimidating to go to the gym, maybe then go for a little jog while you're waiting to pick up your kids from school. You're in the pickup line. You know that they're not out of school for another seven minutes. Do a quick run. Nobody's, I mean, people might be like, oh, that's interesting, but who cares? Like you're prioritizing your health in the little pieces and windows of the day that you can. And it's just as effective as if you mentally took the time and blocked it out and woke up at 5am to go work out. Uh, and it's more convenient and you'll feel better. And then you will be able to see that you can have a little bit more chocolate or a little bit, you know, more food because uh, you've burnt more and, it, and you start to feel the like benefits of that too, especially right after the workout. Um, yeah. And I find like for me, it doesn't spike my blood sugar. If I do a run, and then I have a little piece of like Toblerone or chocolate or something, 
I don't even see the spike because my body is in like, hey, we need to burn it all mode yeah. uh, because I just pushed it, you know, and I'm like, wow, that seemed like <laughs> a nice little freebie. Uh, and also, I mean, good idea is great after a workout, too, because it does have amino acids. I heard you talking about like sarcopenia and when when you age, you you lose muscle mass. We know we hear yeah. um, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon talk about that all the time and lean body mass being critical for for longevity as well as for glucose stability and uh you know insulin resistance is usually driven by high glucose but also a, a factor of that too is weight gain and muscle loss so keep yes. your keep your muscles active uh keep your blood sugar low you're going to live longer you're going to be able to have more things that you enjoy and you're going to feel better so feel better most importantly feel better that's and absolutely yet, right that, yeah. no yes that's a that's a great point so as parents, we always say we don't have time. I don't have time to work. I got to take the kids to school. I got I got a crazy hectic work schedule. Then I got to take them to soccer and then I got to do their homework and then do dinner. But like you said, during those during those settings or during the those uh times that you're doing all that, there is time to to exercise or walk or run. Um I was in the airport uh the other day and you know, I got there a little bit early, so it's like, okay, well, we're just gonna stand here for about forty minutes until our, our flight starts to board. And people that are on my flight, they're just sitting, waiting. And I'm like, guys, you're going to sit for the next three hours. Why are you sitting right now when you could be walking, you could be exercising? So for me, like any time I'm in an airport, I'm constantly just walking up and down the uh, the terminal. Um, and I'll even do some push-ups. Do I look crazy? Probably, but who cares? I promise you guys, nobody cares. This world right now that we're living in is super crazy. There is so much going on. There is so much going on in people's lives. I promise you, they do not care about what you're doing. They do not care about what's going on in your life. So if you want to do jumping jacks, you want to do lunges, you want to do some push-ups in the airport or in public, wherever. Nobody cares. Just do it, okay? Again, you need to prioritize your health. You're doing this for you. And there's another thing that that kind of that you said that kind of like, you know what? I wonder if parents feel this way. And it's the mom guilt or the parent guilt, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to the gym and making time for yourself. You know, I know I hear this a lot with mothers and it's the mom guilt, right? Um, especially for my wife, like, you know, she, when she comes home, she's like, Hey, I need like, you know, an hour or two hours to myself. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Absolutely. But then she always feels bad because the girl's like, mom, don't leave. Don't leave. I you know, I want you to be here. I want you to lay down with me. And it's this mom going, sometimes she won't go because she feels guilty leaving the kids. But I'm like, dude, you need time to yourself. You, you, this is for you, right? Like you need to prioritize your health. You're not doing anything wrong. You are not being selfish by prioritizing your health and taking time to yourself. And I think, I think, for I think more often than not, it's mothers that that kind of struggle with this. Not 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 too many uh, men, but it's it's one of those things. Like, hey, if your mom, you're listening to this, like you you're not doing anything wrong. You're not being selfish. You're prioritizing your health, and most importantly. The, the thing that your kids want and the thing that you want to give your kids is a healthy you, the best version of yourself. And the only way that you're going to do that is taking that time for yourself, creating that boundary, saying like, hey, this is the one hour block or this is the one time that I am going to go work, go work out, go do yoga, go run, whatever, improve my health. And I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my yeah. kids. And I'm not being so, selfish. So uh, that's one thing that's, I think, it's super important to talk about. Yeah. And I also think there's cool things you can do as a family there. I mean, yeah. first of all, like redirecting your kids' attention from like, mom, don't leave. You could say, no, cheer for her. She's doing this awesome thing. Hey, go, mom. Heck yeah. Do it, mom. You know, and that changes the kids' perspective of like, oh, this is something that we're supposed to like applaud. This is yes. something that we're supposed to celebrate is mom taking time for herself, for her health. And, you know, you as a partner can support her in that by like redirecting the kids, which is like, hey, we're your cheerleading team. We are not here to like make your life harder. We are here to cheer you on because you've got this and we believe in you. Also, 
incorporate the kids. Like, I don't know if you saw my stories and maybe that prompted one of your questions of Casey and I like putting the kids on our backs and having a squonk, squat competition. <laughs> so we're just like, Andrew's on my back, Willow's on his back. And we're just doing squats with as best of form as we possibly can with our wiggly bodies on our backs. But we're counting it out and the kids are shouting 35, 36. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like having a blast. They're doing some strength training because they're holding onto us with their arms. And we're obviously working our legs out, which is like the best muscle in your body you could exercise for glucose, yeah. right? So we did that. We did push-ups with them on our backs. Like it was so fun. And the kids like think it's hilarious. So it's it's awesome. Another thing that I did was I bought dumbbells and not just dumbbells for me that are like 15s, 10s, 8s, but also for the kids. I have several sets of 3s mm -hmm. and 5s. And so if I go outside on the patio, sometimes if they're like getting ready in the morning, I'm like, hey, kids, good morning, you know, sing the song in the morning, get the lights, you know, turned on from the red, and then they start getting ready. I might pop outside and go do a few sets. And sometimes they're like brushing their teeth and they come out like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working out. They're like, oh, can I? I'm like, after you brush your teeth. So they yeah. come out and they start doing them with me. I'm like, let's go. It's a great day. Like, let's get our blood flowing put some music on, make it like a dance party as we work out. Like there are ways to make it the entire family involved and make it a yeah. fun experience that we all applaud each other for. And then sometimes I'll notice the kids will go over and they'll just start picking up the dumbbells and be like, I'm going to get buff. I'm like, okay, you get buff, like, and cheer them on too. So I think there's ways of like sprinkling it throughout your life and then trying to make the focus not about, because I think that's a mountain in someone's mind. You know, sometimes it's like, I need to get healthy feels scary to say, yeah. but to say, I feel like maybe I could just do a couple reps and letting that be the goal. It's not getting healthy, this giant picture of health. It's doing a little thing and making that thing feel good for you right now. Yeah. How do I make this feel good? Maybe I don't like to be in front of a bunch of people who are staring at me at the gym. Maybe I'm not ready for that. Maybe instead I need to buy a few pieces of equipment I could use at home. And maybe then I put on some music that I love, or I do it in front of the TV at night. There are ways of making it fun for you. And I think that's that's the first goal is to find a way to make fitness feel good hmm. and to fit it into your lifestyle in a way that, you know, is your family and you can all celebrate. So, yeah, so important. Got to make it fun. It's got to be fun, right? I mean, let's everything, yeah. everything else. Like, um, you know, I know people, they're like, hey, I'm going to do, I'll just use this as an example. I'm going to do carnival. Even though they know that they love dairy and vegetables and all these other things, but they just heard that carnivore diet is so amazing. And, you know, by day three, they're like, oh, I just I'm miserable, but I'm going to do, but I'm going to just keep pressing on. I'm like, I'm telling you, this is probably not sustainable. And just the fact that you don't like it and you're not enjoying it is a good chance that it's not going to work out long term. So, same thing with fitness. If you're doing some type of workouts that you absolutely hate, it's not going to be sustainable. You got to do something that you love. And again, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be, like you said, a dance party, like dancing stuff. I probably would get my butt whooped if I went to a dance class or a salsa class. By like 10 minutes, I'd be like, oh, I can't do this, guys. I need a break, right? Like I, I would look like a wimp. So it doesn't matter what it is. Like just get moving, right? Whether it's yoga, hiking, running, resistance training, CrossFit, just find something that you love and you enjoy. And it won't even feel like you're working out. It just feels like you're doing something fun. And that's the best part. Like that is the number one. That's where you want to get to, right? Where it doesn't even feel like you're technically working out. You're just having fun and most importantly, taking care of your health. So um, that is awesome. I love to hear that. I love to hear uh, when you can incorporate your, your family and make it like a family event because that's that's awesome. Love, 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 love that. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to get your opinion on something that's kind of like very popular right now. And that is Ozempic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look, it's, it's, I mean, especially over there, you're in Europe right now. It's uh, Nova mm -hmm. Nordis is the number one company now in Europe because they're just crushing it with Ozempic and Wagovi and, and, and all, and all the other GLP ones. Um, what's your opinion on it and, and, and how do you feel about it? Yeah, well, I mean, I know people who have used it and lost weight on it, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but I was asking, you know, while they were doing that, how did they feel? And they did not feel hungry. And really, it's just turning off hunger, right? Yeah. That's keeping them from eating and then they're losing weight from that. Um, 
my own personal take is I would love to see like bone density scans or something to see if it's, you know, long-term uh, uses is, or even DEXA scans to show lean muscle. Uh, is the body starting to then break down lean muscle because it's not getting enough from the diet of amino acids or um, is, are we losing any bone density from longer term use of it? I'm, I'm curious about those things, but that's my own personal curiosity. With Ozempic, uh, I have nothing negative to say, I would say. Uh, I'm just curious to see if people, it's sustainable for people because yeah. to, it doesn't, when you do something that shuts down something that we know you're going to go back to, which is eating. Yeah. The what happens you get when you're no longer on it? Is it sustainable? And if you're, you know, taking away from your joints, from your bones, or potentially, I mean, this is all my own, I'm not a doctor, this is my own um, thoughts on it, then say you gain the weight back, do you have now like more joint pain or like, what are the longer term implica implications? Yeah. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about it. I, I speculate about it. But um, but yeah, those would be my, my thoughts. Now, getting off of something like Ozempic and then turning to something like Good Idea that will help keep your blood sugar down and then pairing it with those other tips you have to have lifestyle change in order to change your life. You can't take a magic pill and erase um, erase bad habits. Uh, so I would say if you are going to take Ozempic, to also be mindful that you will need to eventually address those lifestyle changes and find tools that work for you uh, and find sustainable micro, micro changes that will lead you to better habits so that you can keep the weight off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm with you. Like, I, I think it's, I, again, nothing, I think it's, if you want to take it, absolutely. I think, I think it really is going to help a lot of people get started. What, what is my biggest thing, right? Like, what did I talk about? It's that first step, right? If this is the first thing, is this, if this is the first step, if this is what you need to get started on your fitness journey, do it, okay? But like you said, you got to pair it with some type of lifestyle change. You cannot take it and change nothing about the way you eat what you do you gotta pair it with lifestyle change because eventually you want to get off of it right and so you gotta right. have an off-ramp and i know here at biocoach <clears throat> we're actually doing a white paper on those uh the, on all of that we want to know the bone density lean mass everything so we're we actually have a study going on right now <clears throat> uh that is going to tell us that so that's super important but you know, with, with BioCoach, we're really big on like, hey, if you're going to take these GLP ones, pair it with BioCoach. Pair it with the BioCoach method, which is you know prioritizing whole foods. You know, making sure you're you're eliminating processed foods and and seed oils, taking care, taking control of your stress levels. Um, you know, your sleep, hydration, and some type of resistance training, tracking your biometrics. Um, so that way, let's just say, for instance, you're on it. And then your insurance comes back and says, you know what, we're not going to pay for this anymore. And you're like, oh, crap, what do I do? I, I, was, I was depended on this Ozempic uh, for my weight loss. Now my insurance is not going to pay for it and I can't afford it because it's you know, anywhere from twelve to $1,800 a month. What do I do? Well, you'd be okay because you would just incorporate everything that you, know, you were taught, right? It's with using BioCoach and using, you know, these tools, these methods, like everything we just talked about, going for a walk, you know, prioritizing your protein, using a using good idea, um, you know, maybe using berberine, wh whatever that may be, right? And so, I think, I think for people taking it, you got to incorporate those things. You got to be prioritizing protein because, like, you're, like you said, you're not eating, and and then if you're not eating, and then so it just makes it more important that the foods that you are eating that they are the whole foods, high protein good fast so um yep. i always always ask people that come on my podcast what do they think about that because i just it doesn't matter what week it is it's been going like this for the past you know month couple of months it's like more news about ozempic more news about nova nordis and so um yep. it's, it's a very trendy thing right now also i want to say so shout out to um reggie watts man Reggie Watts, man, he is doing great. And for people who don't know who Reggie Watts is, he was just um, on the Joe Rogan podcast and um, they were talking about his health journey. And so he's, uh, you know, one really cool thing is that, you know, we started working with him and he has eliminated a lot of the, the inflammation in his knees by using the BioCoach uh, method. 
uh, program. And so shout out to him. And, you know, Aaron, you did introduce us to him. So we'll always want to say thank you for that. But um, yes. that was uh, really, he's been, he's been absolutely, you know, he's using good idea for his meals. You know, it's definitely helped balancing his blood sugar. He's tracking his blood sugar with uh, a biocoach meter and a CGM. And uh, it's just cool to like see, you know, you and I talk about the benefits that, you know, that, that have happened on us, you know, and that's, that's awesome. But it's also cool when our friends are people that we love, our, our, our loved ones, and you see the improvements in them. And like, that is like, I, it's just no greater feeling to see people like, man, I feel better because I've been, you know, doing the things that you've been, you know, been, been teaching me. And so I think that's awesome. So I want to give a huge shout out to, to Reggie. We love you, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie's a good friend. We are in uh, close touch and talk probably once a week uh, about various things. But yeah, I mean, he's he's a biohacker. He's tracking yeah. all of these things. But also, he lives a very on-the-go lifestyle. And he's a musician. He was on the Late Show as the lead, um, you know, band leader. He's yeah. had a comedy series. He's, you know, he's he's doing a lot of things. And he travels a ton, which can be really hard on a lot of people's health. But working with BioCoach, I know he's been telling me about it too, and uh, has really been helping him to move the needle despite some of those factors of his lifestyle that he can't change with his sleep schedule and things like that. So I'm so glad to have made the introduction. I knew he was in good hands, passing him over to you guys to coach. Um, and yeah, big fan of Reggie. Yes, we love you, Reggie. Yeah. Um, so, well, I think that's going to be it. And I just want to say, Aaron, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I know you're super busy. I don't know anybody who travels more than than Reggie, but it's probably you. Like <laughs> I, you, I, it's crazy. You're you're always somewhere every single month. So, um, shout out to you. Always traveling, taking care of your health, and just taking time to be on my podcast. It truly, truly means a lot to me. It's my pleasure, and you know our friendship's really important to me as well as as the work that we are here to do and the problems we're here to solve for people together. It's, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast and to be a part of this mission for better metabolic health. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Where can we find you on social and where can my listeners uh, find good idea? Yeah. Uh, so on social media, good idea. Us is good ideas. Um, social media. Mine is the Aaron Knight. Um, and then Good Idea is on goodidea.us for the website. And actually, if you'd like to use the promo code BIOCOACH, we set that one up for you guys to be able to get a discount on Good Idea drinks and uh, use them to help your metabolism, to help your blood sugar, and to give you extra amino acids in your diet. They call them essential for a reason. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful product and one that you can test and see that it works from home. So um, yes. Very, very, very good there. I absolutely love it. I always have good ideas in my fridge. I've done many, many tests, guys, uh, on with good idea. And every time you can see my blood sugar is like 50% less um, of of a spike when I introduced good idea before my meals. So I'm a huge fan, huge believer. Obviously, I proved it on my Instagram. So if you guys want to check them out, I would highly recommend you go check them out. So Aaron, till next time, we will catch up soon. Sounds good. Thanks again. Cheers. All right, everybody. Cheers. Oh, wait. Don't want to do that. Let's see. Here we go.